Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transportation Exchange Podcast presented by Rush Truck Centers of Canada. I'm your host, Jason Cuddy, and on today's episode, we welcome back Michael Burton from Allison and we introduce John Kay from Wayjax. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Hey, good morning, hey. Jason. Thanks for having us. So we wanted to bring you on and we talked to you a little while ago. Uh, we didn't have John with us, so we'll kind of let John kind of speak to himself as far as how he supports your product uh, through Wayjax. We'll get to that in a second, but we just wanted to have you on and kind of go through what's new, what's happening with, with the Allison product line. Uh, there's a couple of things, you know, that are kind of new or newer that maybe aren't getting the buzz they should get. And there's some new other technology for people to tap into. So maybe John, we'll, we'll let you kind of introduce yourself quickly and uh, just let us know a little bit about, about how Wayjax supports the Allison product line. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jason. Uh, glad to be here and, and share a little bit of insight into some of our new features and technology. Um, I've been with Allison for the past 14 years uh, first as the region sales manager for Ontario. Um, and then I, I left Ontario and went to the factory and lived in Indianapolis for the past seven years, uh, handling Daimler and, and also um, actively engaged in transit. So got a, a fair bit of experience and, and uh, started out many, many years ago as a tech. So I've got some some background on the floor that I'd like to share with you as well. So um, as it relates to Wajax, now I have responsibility for Ontario for all the dealers and customers from a Wajax perspective. So that means supporting you as well as Rush in the field, um, making sure that we're doing the things we need to do so you get the best value out of your Allison equipped trucks. Excellent. And I guess on that line, as far as products go, I mean, since we were here last time, you kind of gave us the overview, Michael, of everything that Allison has, and people can go back and listen to that, obviously. Um, anything new or anything not kind of getting the love in the market that, you know, maybe needs a little bit of a spotlight? Yeah, so a couple things we want to hit on today and highlight are the 3414 RHS, which is a regional hall service, as well as our FuelSense 2.0 program. Um, it's it's a shifting shift management system program. Uh, it has three technologies in it that we'll get into. And then we, uh, this year, I believe all OEMs have adopted um, Gen 6 TCM controls, which include telematics. So those are the, the three things we kind of want to highlight on our end at Allison. John? Yeah, and from a WageX perspective, we're there to support everything you do, Mike. So. <laughs> Excellent. So maybe fill us in on the 3414. What's, uh, what's the story with that one? Yeah, so the 3414, it's it's targeting the regional hall um, segment. So it, it's aimed at day cab um, regional hall, so the, the RH for, for Navistar. And essentially, the, the market gave us feedback that loads are getting heavier, uh, engines are getting more powerful, and our 3000 series wasn't getting there for them. And they didn't want to jump up into the 4000 series transmission because it weighs more and it, and it costs more. Gotcha. So our response to that was beefing up some of the internals, uh, changing the gear ratios on the 3000 series and introducing fuel sense as a standard feature on 3414. So the 3414 can um, do four, 410 horsepower and 1450 pound foot of torque. Gotcha. So it, it extends what the 3K product used to be able to do into uh, an 80,000 pound market and allow the, the beverage haulers and, and the regional haul guys to get a little more horsepower and a little more torque without having to go with the additional weight and cost of, uh, of a traditional 4,000 series transmission. Gotcha. That makes sense. And that's, you know, that market is kind of always evolving. There's always, you know, newer engines, but I'll see because of the nature of what they do, they're shorter runs and, you know, 
at highway speeds traditionally, but a lot of city stuff. So obviously the, the, that transmission is probably a lot easier on the drivers than say the traditional, let's say automated uh, mechanical transmission. Absolutely. So, and we've adjusted by adjusting our gear ratios, our shift points have changed. And we also allow first gear lockup, which isn't something we traditionally do. Typically we have lockup in second range. So this gets the driver better fuel economy, a smoother shift in those city applications, uh, and, and then still achieves um, reasonable or better uh, fuel economy on the highway. Gotcha. Excellent. I guess, and, and speaking to fuel economy, and you kind of mentioned it, and we never really get into it last time, but but fuel sense 2.0. I mean, I see when I'm specking trucks, it's an option there. Um, and in all fairness, we haven't had a chance to really dive into it. So I have never been able to really speak to it well. So hopefully after today, I can speak to it better, but maybe walk us through an overview of, uh, you know, what's involved and what is it and what what's the benefit to everybody for it. So I would definitely agree. Uh, fuel sense is something that requires education, both uh, at the customer level and the dealer level. When you just look at it on a spec sheet or when a customer is trying to understand what it is, uh, it can it can be overwhelming or complicated and it, it can be something that's overlooked. So what we're trying to do now um, is really break down what the system does, how, how it controls it. So the first part of FuelSense 2.0 is dynactive shifting. So in a traditional um, transmission mapping and, and shift schedule, it's a table-based shift schedule. It'll always, uh, with wide open throttle, it'll always run to say 200 under governed and shift. Uh, at part throttle, it'll always run to 1450 RPM and shift. Gotcha. Uh, what Dynactive is bringing us is more like an automobile. So it's an infinitely variable shift point. So it's going to sense three different things, load, grade, and driver input. And it's going to take all of those in real time, and it's going to, oh, sorry. And it also uh, knows the engine power curve, torque band, and all of that. So okay. using those data points, it's going to sense when, uh, you know, if the driver is at the end of his day and he has no load and he's returning to base and he's just taking it easy, it's going to shift lower. Gotcha. So it'll shift at, you know, 1250, 1350, 1450, whatever's um, the applicable shift point. However, you know, at the beginning of his day, full load, up a hill, in traffic, wide open throttle, it'll run right to govern. Gotcha. So rather than just a traditional um, table base, as I said, it's just going to give the driver a, a much better shift point. It'll always keep them in the power band. Uh, no, hang, it'll, it'll reduce hangups, uh, three to four shift, things like that. So that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I guess traditionally the challenge with the automatics is, you know, it's not say hunting for a gear, but it's got a set shift point, right? So this is kind of some active learning, which is which is pretty neat with the technology. And, and, and it, there's something much. else that's in there as well that is noteworthy. You know, the transmission is pretty smart. It's got what's called adaptive technology built into it. So it's measuring by the nanosecond how long it takes to fill the valves in the transmission to implement those shifts. But it also has something called an inclinometer built into the transmission. And an inclinometer basically lets the transmission know whether you're going up a hill, down a hill, or if you're on level. And so if the driver's looking for absolutely 100% performance so he can go over that hill and stay in top gear where fuel economy is best, it's going to give him all the power to get him able to do that. Um, conversely, you know, if he's hot running around town and he's on flat level and he's trying to beat the car next to him, <laughs> it knows that he's on level and it knows it's just going to burn up a whole bunch of fuel. It's going to shift him up into that next gear. So the RPMs are lower. 
your BSFC, which is brake specific fuel consumption, is that much better. And it's going to enhance your fuel economy by up to about 6%. Wow. And when you look at where fuel prices are today, it doesn't look like they're going down anytime soon. No, good point. You have a lot of money in the bank, maybe enough to keep that truck operational or to take on an additional contract. Um, it's a huge benefit. And that's why, you know, from an Ellison perspective, a Wajax perspective, we're trying to encourage all our customers to consider going with FuelSense 2 with Dynactive Shifting because it is a game changer. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds like it. And that's the, the interesting part of technology, right? Knowing where the vehicle is and, and understanding kind of the route and learning as you go. But the, the fuel savings is, I mean, that that's huge. You said like in, in the market today, just the cost of fuel is one of the highest costs for a fleet. So anytime you can bring that number down, um, just purely through technology and a little bit of driver training, it's, you know, it's impactful to the bottom line. Absolutely. And one nice thing about the Dynactive 2 is it doesn't impact the driver's feel for the truck. Gotcha. So, you know, a lot of times, anytime the, the words fuel restriction or management are ever tossed out, the first question is, are my drivers going to be ticked off? Well, no, because in this case, you know, when the power is required, the power is available. Gotcha. So yeah. it really improves the driver's experience. So to give you an example, a real over the road example, we had one customer that was running 63,000 kilograms, heavy, heavy truck, uh, running secondary roads and geared right. It was a good spec, but with the standard calibration that was in that transmission from the plant, um, he wasn't able to get into top gear. So he's running a higher RPM a lot of the time. Fuel economy wasn't where it needed to be. He was a little frustrated. We came out, we talked about dynactive shifting, and his first comment was, uh, fuel sense, uh, does that can take away my power? And the answer is no. <laughs> and so we basically put this in, and he went for a run and he could not believe that it was the same truck. It was that different. Mild. Um, and since then, that same fleet has asked us to come in and reprogram the balance of their fleet because they're seeing the fuel economy savings and the, the, the actual drivers are now asking for it. And that's, I mean, that's the, I don't say a selling feature, but that's kind of the, you know, the, what you're looking for, right? It's one thing as, as a fleet or as an owner to make sure you keep fuel savings, but you got to keep the driver happy, right? They got to, they got to want to drive the truck still and, and have confidence that the vehicle can, you know, get up a hill or get them where they need to go. So having that input back is, and I mean, very positive yeah. is, is huge. I think one of yeah. the things I've noticed is with the modern engines and the emissions controls, the, the power band drops off significantly and quickly earlier than it used to. So, you know, engines are making peak power at 1,100 and 1,200 RPM, not 1,400, not 15 or 1,600. So these drivers that were used to running it up to 17, 1,800 RPM before shifting, they've fallen out of the power band. So with Dynactive, knowing where the power band is on the engine, as opposed to just being a table-based, that's part of the reason the drivers feel so much more power is they're staying in the power band, but we're keeping the RPMs lower and saving fuel. That's a good point because that's something you forget about because it's not always something you see and I say on, on the spec sheet even, right? They'll say, you know, at max RPM power, at max RPM, whatever. But yeah, to your point, the engines are lower and lower RPM. And, you know, we had that even as those got introduced, you know, talking 10, 15 years ago, a lot of drivers are complaining, there's no power, there's no power because you're used to, you know, your car, you get up to a higher RPM range, you're waiting for it to Absolutely. start grabbing. Meanwhile, you've blown right past where the peak power is. So, you know, this, this like I said, it's talking to the engine, understands where, where the, the peak performance is and then matching up those shift points so that you're not 
kind of overextending and it's just, you know, dead power. You're kind of flatlined. You're you get there, get down and get going again. So, you know, again, it, it equates to a, a better, you know, driver reaction with the vehicle for sure. Jason, something else to think about, you know, as a fleet owner or uh, operator of a truck, you know, one of the big challenges today is, you know, you, you're basically onboarding a driver. You're spending a lot of money making sure he knows what you want him to achieve. But you know what? As the day goes on and he's in traffic and he's struggling, um, you know, he's getting tired. Yeah. And one of the things about dynactive shifting, once it's in place, it is going to make the, the the majority of your drivers, which they might be all over the map. They might be True. really good <laughs> at the start of the day, but as the day goes on, they might not be so good. It's going to keep them at that same peak performance level all day long because um, Dynactive doesn't get tired. And it's going to implement shift strategies that are conducive to getting better fuel economy and improving trip times. Yeah, that's So think about, you know, because you're spending a lot of money, but as soon as that driver leaves – you don't know whether he's going to be able to retain all that training. Yep. Whereas inactive does. Gotcha. Makes sense. And so outside of the inactive shifting, what, what else comes as part of that fuel sense 2.0 platform? So that it can actually be ordered. Um, each item can be ordered um, a la carte. Say. Gotcha. So you can have uh, uh, fuel sense 2.0 with dynactive or with neutral at stop or acceleration rate management or the whole host, or any combination of two. Okay. So neutral at stop being the second one is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, when the driver comes to a stop um, for a pre- predetermined amount of time, the transmission goes into a neutral state, uh, taking the load off of the engine onto the transmission, again, saving fuel. Um, with the new premium uh, neutral at stop, by the time the driver has released the, the brake and onto the gas or onto the throttle, he is all re- the the transmission's already reengaged into the gear. So our initial uh, offering of neutral at stop, there was some hesitation. There was driver feedback. We've spent a lot of time and resources uh, refining and retooling neutral at stop to the point that it it is nearly seamless. Uh, unless you're looking for it, feeling for it, you almost don't know that you've gone into neutral. And by the time you're back on on the gas, you're you're already moving. So as as it relates to neutral at stop. One of the things that's really neat about this is not only is it going to basically take that load off the engine, because as you know, when you take your foot off the brake with an automatic transmission, there's a tendency for that vehicle to move forward and you put your foot on the brake and it stops, right? Right. Well, you're basically, that transmission is hydraulically loaded from the engine. So it's consuming an amount of fuel by putting neutral stop in place you're taking that load off the transmission. And to make that happen, what we're doing is we're taking the hydraulic pressure out of the transmission, putting it into a partial neutral. So the other part of that equation is we, when we do that, we need to make sure that truck is not gonna roll back on a hill. So we basically lock up the rear section of the transmission. And as soon as that light changes or traffic moves, if you're in traffic, it automatically re-engages the hydraulic load and it is seamless to the driver. So it's a win-win all the way across. Gotcha. It's good to clarify that. Cause I mean, that's, you know, that kind of would be your concern. I mean, if you picture obviously like a manual transmission, you throw in a neutral when I was learning to drive on one, you know, the minute you take your foot off the brake, the things usually not moving in the direction you want to until obviously everything engages. So it's good to know that, Obviously, it's a concern, but obviously, there's it's been thought out, engineered, and there's a way to ensure you know it's safely 
does what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So there's a third item and that's acceleration rate management and acceleration rate management is something that a fleet can put in place. And I'll give you an example. Uh, we had one customer where he was, he was basically specking big horsepower and he did that because he wanted to gain additional resale value mm-hmm. in the used truck market. Right. He said 500 horsepower sells all day long, 400, not so much, but I need the fuel economy that I would get with a 400 horsepower. So how can we make that happen? So we gave him fuel sense to that active shifting and we implemented acceleration rate management. So what that means is he's going to have the same sort of performance as a 400 during the entire ownership period when his drivers are operating. And that will not only improve fuel economy, it also improves everything from tire wear to driveline wear because you're not putting the same stresses on those components. Right. When he goes to resell that truck into the used truck market, he can then turn that back up to 500. He gets the best of both worlds. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause yeah, definitely in certain markets, the, you know, the horsepower is, is king, but it's, I think it's just on paper. It's not really practical for, for a lot of the applications, but it's a selling feature, right? If you've got a fleet of 450 or 425 horsepower trucks and they want 505, they want 505. It's simple as that. And we, exactly. we have customers where they're not putting enough weight on the rear wheels. And with that 505, they'll slip the rear wheels right. you know, and they're physically chewing up and going through tires. So by limiting or, or sorry, by limiting the horsepower, we're able to, you know, make sure that there's a smooth, even amount of power transfer to the wheels. It reduces the wheel slip and you can save money on, you know, tire wear too. Right. So it's yep. not just fuel. There are other benefits to it as well. Good point. Yeah, that's good points. Yeah. Um, so, so with obviously, you know, when I'm specking a truck, I can see it as an option here. Um, and it's good to know cause I can speak more intelligently to it and, and walk a customer through it or, or engage you guys to kind of, you know, walk through their fleet and get an understanding of what they're trying to do. But, you know, you'd mentioned about, you know, some previous customers, existing vehicles, um, you know, is this something they, they existing fleets as they're listening to this can reach out and kind of make this change to their equipment? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's where, you know, wage acts can come in to help support a fleet. Um, if they've got new units and they've got fuel sense with an active shifting in and it's working great and they got a pre-existing fleet and they want to update that fleet with fuel sense too with that active shifting, no problem. Um, simply reach out to your Wajax service manager at the local branch, or you can reach out to myself, John Kay, the product, uh, Allison product manager at Wajax or my counterparts throughout Canada. We, I have a counterpart in Quebec as well as one out West. We'll be happy to put together a quotation, and uh, you can basically weigh the value that that will provide to those units. It takes about half an hour to 40 minutes on average to reprogram the unit. And one of the nice things is that you're not locked in with fuel sense to that active shifting. Um, we have the ability to trim the performance. So we can go out with the fleet manager he can have one of his best drivers go out and validate that he's got exactly the performance he's looking for, uh, the fuel economy, everything's working the way he wants it. And we can move that toggle back and forth between economy and performance to get exactly the right balance. And if the situation were to change, loads change, routes change, customers change, we can adapt to that very easily. And that can be done right at his facility. And he can do that himself without our involvement. Gotcha. Yeah. It, it's a pretty cool thing. I've, I've done it with a couple of customers where you guys come on site, basically plug in the laptop to the, to the truck, 
tweak a little bit and say, all right, take it around the block. What do you think? And, you know, oh, a little bit here, a little bit there, and you fine tune it. So it's, it's a pretty cool feature. And especially, like you said, different applications will change. You know, maybe one truck does one and one does the other, but they obviously, when we order them, they're spec the same, for lack of better words, right? So, you know, yeah. you can then fine tune to the application, to the driver, you know, whatever needs needs to be done. And like you said, if you got some existing vehicles that didn't have it, you can go back and, and, and get them up to date as well, which, which is which is great to know. Yeah, back back to 2017, we can install this program. Um, so any trucks 2017 and newer. The other thing is when we talk about um, the trim, not only that, um, if if one application has a lot of grades and one is a lot of flat ground, we actually have two biases. So one is sensing grade and we can give you more performance in grade situations and less performance in flat situations. Gotcha. And again, those can be adjusted, uh, not quite on the fly, but at the shop and they can use dock, dock for fleets to adjust it on their own too. And we can uh, instruct them and teach them how to do that. So beyond that, we're also offering a program to customers where, you know, it's a try it before you buy it. We, yeah. we believe in this program and it's great for us to sit here and say, hey, Jason, <laughs> you can save four or five, six, seven percent fuel. Uh, we believe in it strongly enough that if uh, fleets are interested in trying it out, they can reach out to the likes of yourself, John Kay, or myself, and we can set up a program where we can install FuelSense 2.0 on, on a number of their trucks, and they can put it into practice. They can try it for, you know, six, eight, ten weeks, analyze the results themselves, and if they see the benefit, again, we can retroactively install it on their fleet with the help of Wayjax, and then, you know, on their newer orders, they can speak to the likes of yourself and gotcha. put it on their new trucks. Excellent. No, that's good to know, right? Because sometimes people are skeptical on those numbers, right? 6%. You're like, okay, but you know, was this, you know, comparing apples to apples, right? So this, to your point, this at least allows them to then take their existing fleet, you know, tweak it accordingly. And at the same point, you know, see the fuel savings and what, what potentially it is, but also get the driver impact at the same time, right? So you get the input from the driver, see the, see the results, and then recognize, yep, this is for us, or I know it's not for us. Hey, we just need this one feature. I don't think the other two are really, you know, the guys are high in it, but you can then, like I said, a la carte it together and then come up together with a package that hopefully, you know, at the end of the run keeps drivers happy, but also bottom line some savings, which is nice. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. It's got a really strong value proposition. If you're a regional haul, you're going to do far better than if you're, you know, line haul. Right. Um, we're shifting. Um, the better that fuel sense too with Dynactive is going to work for you. And in, in a lot of cases, I'll give you an example. One Packer fleet, I think they... Mike, they I think they basically said it was a the value proposition payback was like four months. Oh wow. Yeah, so even less. Even less. Yeah. They were seeing that much of a difference in terms of fuel efficiency gains. Interesting. So we've done their entire fleet. Interesting. Yeah, well that's that's good to know. And like I said, now now knowing I see it as a line item, you know, when we're specking trucks, and it's not a significantly large number, right? So uh, depending on the application, you know, it can pay back, I'm sure, fairly quickly. Um we, we talk technology. What other technology does Allison have as far as, you know, talking to the transmission, for lack of better words? So so everyone is all big on telematics now and the ability to, you know, speak to your trucks remotely. Uh, our sixth gen control TCM is now uh, telematic ready. A um, lot of encryption around telematics, right? Um, it, it's been one of the big things we focused on. The last thing uh, anyone wants is, you know, you're driving a truck with 80,000 pounds down the highway and a sedan pulls up next to you with his laptop and he hacks into your transmission and puts you in neutral. (laughs) Right. So, you know, uh, safety and procedures around that has been very big protocol at Allison. So, 
Uh, it was it was a long time coming, but we're here now. Um, and and features and benefits of that are going to be um, released and, and updated and innovated as we go along. But the actual telematic availability on Gen 6 um, TCM is here now. Uh, I believe all OEMs have adopted it at this point. So it, yeah. it's just the, the way the world is headed. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And the amount of stuff you can do remotely is, is incredible now, right? You know, you don't, not you know, to bring it into a shop, but you can kind of almost at least give the shop a heads up of what the issue is or, or give some direction to the driver of how severe that light is that's on the dash, right? You're okay. You can limp home, get back to the shop. We'll deal with it tomorrow or shut it down. We got to tow it before you create more damage. Absolutely. So. You see the wrench come on. What does that mean? You know, a, a fleet operator can hop on his computer, pull up what that um, uh, fleet or the engine code, in this case, transmission code is. Right. Look at his book and go, okay, it's low oil. Yeah, we're going to get you on the side of the highway. Let, let's bring some transmission fluid out there and and top you up before you continue going. Or the opposite, it's high. Mm-hmm. But but the ability to see it in real time is becoming a huge benefit to, to fleets, of course. Yep, no, definitely. No, good point. Nate, look, all good information. Um, I learned a lot. You know, it was nice to dig into the FuelSense 2.0. I've, like I said, familiar with it, but not to this level. So I think it is uh, is a good eye-opener, good education on on what you guys are bringing to the market and what it does to help with fuel savings and obviously, you know, uh, driver enjoyment of their vehicles uh, without feeling like they've lost a whole bunch of power. So it's I, I appreciate you guys hopping on and, and bringing us up to date on everything that's happening at Allison and at Wayjack. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for having us, Jason. It's been great. So that concludes today's episode. I do want to thank Michael and John for joining us. And to catch up on past episodes, check out transportationexchangepodcast.ca. Until next time, thanks for listening.